0: welcome to every horror movie on netflix the show where we watch review and discuss every horror movie on netflix Again, I'm Chris, and again I'm here with Patrick. Hello Elizabeth Hello and Steven. Hello. And you know what? Happy Halloween because we're still celebrating Halloween because we're close enough, God damn it, and it's a great holiday, especially for a group of people who like talking about spooky stuff. Um, have you guys uh, been doing anything for Halloween besides watching Netflix movies and talking about them on the air? Um, I've
1: been casting some spells. Uh, lighting some candles alone in the dark late at night, but that's about it. What about the rest of you?
2: Well, I've been working hard to prepare my three different Halloween costumes for various events. Three? Yeah. Well, you
1: have to tell us what you're going to be. I okay. Know Stevie Nicks is one of them, right?
2: Yes. I'm going to be yeah. Stevie Nicks for a real Halloween. And then I'm going to be a dog for my work Halloween because there's a bunch of little kids. Not my choice. Pretty ticked about it. <laughs> and I'm also going to be Janet. From Rocky Horror for the showing of Rocky Horror.
3: I've nice. just been procrastinating like a motherfucker on getting my Halloween costume together. I'm supposed to be Tom Petty to Elizabeth Stevie Nicks, but still have yet to uh, grab a wig and the requisite jacket. No, you decided
1: that before Tom Petty died, right?
3: I did, yeah. And then for a minute, and he and
1: had I, a moral quandary. Yeah,
3: for a minute, I was worried that maybe that was like an inappropriate or disrespectful Shit, choice, dude. but decided to go be for
1: zombie it. Zombie Tom Petty,
0: don't be me for I Halloween. <laughs> 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 um this is actually one of the first years in a long time where I'm going to have a Halloween costume um but it's for the Halloween party we're going to on the 4th Woohoo So uh I can't tell you what it is tell but me, it's going to be a surprise
2: Also do you have a New Orleans costume Yes
0: because Patrick's having a New Orleans themed birthday party and I have a good costume plan for that but that's also a surprise
2: But it's not Drew Brees Such though. a
0: man of mystery Is it Man of mystery But uh you know the most appropriate thing you can do on Halloween is cozy up with a horror movie. And we just watched Abattoir. Not to be confused with Avatar. <laughs> I watched all of Avatar. And then I found out we were actually supposed to watch Abattoir. <laughs> I worried that might happen. Yeah, but it was a great emotionally stirring experience.
3: You know, I understand that Darren Lynn Bowsman actually wanted to make Avatar in 2006. But it took a decade for technology to catch up to his vision.
0: What if Darren Lynn Bousman had made Avatar... And James Cameron had made Avatar.
3: I, Avatar would be a much better movie, I will say that.
0: I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I think
3: no way
1: you cut it like.
0: But no, I was actually super, super excited to watch this movie. Um, I forgot that this movie was a thing, but I remember I heard about it a year ago because I am an avid fan of the Saw franchise. Mm-hmm. Darren Lynn Bowsman is best known for directing Saw Two, II, Saw Three, and Saw Four, which really did those three movies really set the pace and the style of the saw franchise as we know it today um and i saw that he had a movie out called abattoir last year abattoir is a slaughterhouse in case you don't know that and i was like i gotta see this movie but it was like vod only i actually had planned to watch it on vod when it came out but i just completely forgot about it
1: Hmm. probably for the best (laughs) well
0: uh you know i'm glad we got around to it now
1: God bless our
3: podcast for for hooking you up with that.
0: God bless. You saved like 4.99 on Voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I went into this I, I was disappointed because I went into this expecting a saw 3esque experience. I thought it was actually going to take place in a abattoir.
2: <gasps> Me too. The most disappointing part of this movie. I thought this was going to be sweet like a sh- like Chicago slaughterhouse with like pig carcasses like, hanging from the ceiling we got
0: chicago fire chicago pd yeah chicago justice this was gonna be chicago <laughs> slaughterhouse Well, no, that's
2: where all the slaughterhouses are and that's they used to be not anymore like haven't you read the jungle bro yeah yeah um but anyway
0: so <laughs> i actually had a whole bunch of vegan propaganda prepared i had my vegan facts to yeah. bring to this Table. It's today. not
3: actually. Oh boy, what a, a shame we've been house. deprived I know. of vegan facts.
0: So if you want to know how animal agriculture contributes to climate change, you'll have to tweet us.
3: No, but there's no reason for this movie to be called Abattoir. That's the number one like bizarre thing. Is it's that? a
0: slaughterhouse. It no, okay, is. so yeah, that makes
3: sense. Well, yeah, but it would make sense if that was the title. If it was supposed to be like a play on words, if it was like slaughter space house was actually the title, but Abattoir.
0: Maybe Slaughterhouse was already taken by like a carnival ride. So they like went
3: to the synonym. They went to like the thesaurus to, <laughs> to find the synonym the movie, for Slaughterhouse. I think
1: this is like the entire script relied heavily on a thesaurus. This is <laughs> some of the most ridiculous dialogue <laughs> I've ever heard in my life.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, the title is misleading though because it makes you think that this movie is going to be way. Better. Than it is. So, well, will someone bonus
1: points just... to anybody who can really set this movie up because honestly, yeah. i think The first 30 minutes are incredibly confusing. Very. I
3: was just about to say. I hope someone it, like feels the clarity of mind to explain this because I I, I, I was confused. I volunteer. His hand. Okay. Okay, go for I
0: volunteer. So that was a Hunger Games reference. You, you um, say
3: I volunteer as tribute, bro.
0: Come on. I volunteer as tribute. There I haven't go. seen it. I just saw the trailer. Anyway, so abattoir. It's based on a graphic novel, which may explain some of these stylistic flourishes, and it involves a newspaper reporter who works the real estate beat, Mm -hmm. of all things. Very convenient. (laughs) And long story short, her whole family, which her whole family is just her sister and her sister's husband and her sister's kid, are slaughtered in a home invasion. And they find out that the entire room where the crime took place has been extracted from the house, like stripped to the beams. And apparently this has happened to countless, dozens, if not hundreds, of other crime scenes in the region. And why is this happening? And so our hero, her name is Julia, goes on an investigation with her cop boyfriend who's just an asshole and they try to get to the bottom of this. I guess that would be I don't know is that a good enough premise? To, yeah, yeah no, that's, that's really solid. The
1: problem I have with this movie very early on is I had no idea what time period it was set yes, in. like when 50 she's 50 in that 50. newspaper office, it's like very Mad Men. In fact, it yeah. features a cast member of Mad Men, yeah. the, the gay dude. From, yeah, I don't know how Salvatore. I only saw those three episodes. Sal. Yeah, um, it seems like it's set in like the forties, and it looks like she, like Julia's dressed by like Catherine Hepburn's ghost. Well, she wears
2: yeah. those, that those type of clothes throughout the whole movie. It's so confusing. She's I honestly,
3: I don't think she do not think down later. Yeah, I. Think felt like the period of her attire changed almost every scene. But it's never more clear than that first scene where her hair is like very 40 style, like bright red, bright red lipstick, and mm-hmm. sort of I, I I'm not a fashion guy, so I don't know like necessarily how to describe the outfit. I, I would she's describe wearing, it but. as
0: Lana Del Rey cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: It didn't occur to me that this movie might not be set in the 40s until she leaves her office after speaking with her editor and goes to see her sister. And her sister is just like having a glass of wine. And like dressed in jeans. Yeah. 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 And she
0: drives. What does she drive? She drives like a 50s car or something like that. And there are so many old cars in the movie. Not entirely. Yeah. There's also like 21st century cars too. And like her.
2: It's also the police dude. Is dressed sort of in like forties attire. He looks. Yeah, he has
0: like a pork pie hat, yeah, kind of like
2: tipped jauntily tie. to one side
3: in the first yeah, scene. Yeah, and it's kind of this like bantery, like
2: kind of. But know, then he's like, like, "Where's your cell phone?" <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, oh, what?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so it's really weird. I mean, it, it it felt to me kind of like 1989 Batman, where you have a contemporary setting, but like the production design is very heavily motivated by like the forties and stuff. Except it they didn't go all the way with it and in right. fact it becomes a i guess i would call it a plot point where they're actually acknowledging that like oh she likes old things she do they acknowledge that yeah something? so it's oh, not there's a line later in the movie that i
1: mean we should probably save for for spoiler space but there's a line that she delivers later that like blew my mind i've never heard anyone say anything like this in my life
0: yeah so it it's implied that this isn't just a universe that they're setting up but this is actually something specific to the characters
3: the other thing that struck me really weird very early on with this whole time period thing was just the newspaper that she works at is very, like, it feels like the Daily Planned or something. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm probably especially sensitive to this because I'm a journalist, but I always just find it so funny the way, like, media and newspapers are portrayed in movies these days but it's very like old-fashioned like people are typing you get the sense that it's a print newspaper which is like a thing that doesn't exist anymore yeah you know we
1: know it's a newspaper because we see like the
0: like the fresh oh, right copies yes. like coming down the, the barrel printing and it's press a, yeah the actual presses are running. i mean if she were a real estate reporter today she'd be writing like you know 20 celebrity mansions <laughs> you can't wait to own yeah and, you won't believe. Com. You won't believe where they, they put the pool. Where question mark? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> uh, well,
1: the dialogue too in those early scenes, or for most of the movie, any scene that Julia's in is very much like um, uh, his girl Friday. It's like that yeah. snappy, like Howard Hawks dialogue from oh, the 40s and 50s. Yeah. and it's so fucking ridiculous. And nobody in this movie can sell it. Oh yeah, like, it's well,
3: other than the dude from Mad Men. Because he has, there, I wrote down one line where he says something like, you're you're getting in over your head, kiddo. He uses the word kiddo, which, you know, no one fucking says anymore. But he it. kind of has, you know, he knows his way around that kind of the, shit. The character is
0: yeah. 100% talking cliches the entire movie. So much that it's yeah. like a deliberate creative choice. But, I mean, maybe. But like, yeah, the the newspaper editor, he's like this is the part where I tell you you're too close to this. And she's like, yeah, this that's is the part. part where I tell you I'm going to do it anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That sums up everything about this
0: movie. Every okay. line of dialogue is like that. It's like, like Aaron Sorkin filtered through like a <laughs> middle school student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was
3: just like, and I knew that it had to do with like different, I knew that the plot revolved around, crime scenes being pulled into like some centralized location over time and so at first i was like oh maybe there's actually like a time travel element to this and like the fact that she seems to have stepped out of the 40s but has this super modern family who she goes to visit afterwards is part of the plot but
1: you are so much more imaginative than the guy who made this movie. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, I was just trying to find any like mental process I could to like
0: rationalize what was going oh, on. I actually have a have a clip of, of some of this snappy dialogue. Um, oh, thank God! Because I oh, wrote yeah. down so many lines, but it, yeah, it, you have to you have to hear it to believe it. So, so here we go, hon. Huh? Out there beyond that fence, every living thing that crawls. Flies or oh, spots shit. In the mud wants to kill you and clip? eat your eyes for juju bees. That that that's actually from Avatar. That's not from Avatar. Oh fuck! fuck. I I, lo- I got I loaded the wrong clip. So anyway, not cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I love this line where, like, so she, she re- like Julia really
0: wants to Julia, Julie, Julian, Julia Julia. Julia, Julia, Jules.
3: If you, if you, Jules, yeah, Jules. If you're a boyfriend. Jules. To her friends.
0: Oh, can we just say real quick the, the way they establish that she and this cop are like former lovers? He's like, it's the least I could do after you ate all my breakfast cereal because they've been sleeping together. So he's there for breakfast. She didn't eat his dinner cereal or his lunch cereal.
1: There's a line where her editor, the guy from Mad Men, is like,
0: "Yeah, like, because she's a real estate writer, but
1: she wants to." Write. I'm, I'm
3: catching up. I'm catching up to that. I didn't get what you were saying. <laughs> it's a <laughs> slow burn. Yeah.
1: Um, so, like, she wants to write for like the crime page, but like, he's like, "Your writing needs more color." And she like holds up a newspaper very dramatically and says, "Black's color, white's <laughs> color. It's all right here in black and white. Also, like, black and white are not colors. Um, not not true." <laughs>
0: Not unless you're a dog.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Maybe that's the uh, the target audience for this movie. Dogs, dogs, yeah.
0: (laughs) But yeah, beginning of this movie I thought was very incoherent. I had a hard time following the plot. Had a hard time following dialogue.
2: And it's especially confusing because her family gets like brutally murdered by a home invasion, and then she like goes back to the house, and the killer is sitting at the table
0: yeah right. and and at and that
2: point like, sorry
1: <laughs> and it, for a minute no if, that's where we should be right now i think after how
0: long we've talked about this no for a, a long time that. for a long time i thought the killer was uh the victim's husband Oh. Did any of you misunderstand that? I was confused. I yeah, didn't
2: know if it was the and, husband
1: or the killer because I didn't have any investment in either at this point.
0: Yeah,
2: because we Well m- it happens suddenly.
0: We meet two middle aged guys who look very similar within mm-hmm. the first five minutes of the movie and one of them's the husband and one of them's the killer. And I mean you see the guy creeping in the house behind the other guy's back, but when I mean, you see him at the at the table, I thought that it was like the husband gone crazy or something. I don't know.
2: But it's but it's not. But it's not. And it's the killer and he's like, sorry. And she's like, what did you do? And then the cop's like... Her friend, the boyfriend, the cop is with her and just like handcuffs him. And like, do we see that guy again? I don't...
0: Yeah, because she visits him in, yeah, she... in jail. Yeah. I oh just my God. never...
2: I don't, what was his... Why did he do it? I didn't understand at all.
1: I... Yeah, after watching the whole movie, I didn't understand.
0: Just a, yeah, really.
3: Just a psycho, I guess, right? I mean, it's kind of incidental.
0: The motivation, I think... I don't know. We we might get into this when we talk about spoilers, but there may be an overarching th- reason that all the victims are being killed and all the murderers are happening, but it's really not coherent.
1: Well, so she tracks him down um, to the penitentiary with her detective friend from the newspaper. Uh, and this was one of the most baffling things in the movie to me. And most, of, most of this was shot in New Orleans, and yet it is clearly Michigan Central Station is yeah. the, the penitentiary, yep. which... Obviously has no windows in it. This is before they did that weird renovation on it. Yeah, like, it's like does not look like a functional
2: facility. <laughs> is that um, it's the train station? The train. St- is, Park Town. is
0: that um where the interior is done there? Could you recognize them? Because the, no, a, there's, definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. It's just it's like just the stock footage. Oh yeah, the and, stock footage. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big creepy. But they they went to stockfootage.com and they searched creepy building and they got the train station.
3: Yeah, because otherwise it was shot in Louisiana. For, I assume for tax credits. Like pretty much everything else is Louisiana.
0: We used to have tax credits in Michigan. Yeah, before, before the dark. Chris days. said in a Louisiana <laughs> accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think I, I think we can probably go into kind of what's going on with the mystery because it's on the movie posters, it's in the trailer. But basically, the premise is she investigates where the rooms are taken out. Okay, so sucked out like a fucking vacuum like, yeah a
2: vacuum sucked out the. like protein.
0: I don't know what scraped kind of scraped out with a giant melon baller I don't know what kind of contractors they have doing this but it's <laughs> like I don't know how they would even do it, but yeah, they just yeah. take the room out. Well, there's a, like a little bit of drama, like dealing
1: with like insurance agents and like real estate agents about like like how what what's going on behind the scenes, the politics. Like people buy these properties, and if they take the room out, who cares? And it seems I like an
0: earthly event. thing, though. It doesn't seem like magic that the rooms are gone. They're like, yeah, this old guy comes and he signs the the thing, and he the escrow clears, and he yeah, takes. Yeah, they, they say the word
2: escrow like forty times. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's very grounded stuff, but the, <laughs> the room's just gone. Anyway, so she eventually follows the trail to this you know, sleepy town called, uh, what, New English. New, yeah. English, New English. Worst yeah. name for a
1: town ever. And I feel like Julia, the actress who plays her, like can't say it right. Like It sounds like she's saying New Anguish every time. Did oh, you guys notice, notice that? Like, she no. I don't know. She is it? Canadian.
2: so Is she? Mm-hmm. Might be hard. What do you know about her? She was in 90210 on the CW, which I watched religiously uh, at age 14. And she played this, like, crazy bitchy girl who got pregnant like four times and she was great in that because
1: i was gonna ask she, like is can she act um no clearly i mean not no she
2: was perfect to play like a sh- crappy high schooler in the cw's remake of 90210
3: well and i want to take a minute to, to praise her in fact because i disagree with that strongly i mean especially because in general i didn't have a very high opinion of this movie otherwise i think she does pretty fantastically with the shit material she's given
2: I thought she was pretty bad. I felt like it was, She's like, beautiful, uh,
1: but high school-level acting. Like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. her delivery of the lines, she almost seems to, like, reject how, like, I do sense an intelligence in her, but it's in the way she delivers the lines, it seems like she rejects how terrible they are, and is like, almost seems to be, like, poking fun at how bad the dialogue is. I That's thought, how weird of a performance this was for me.
3: I just thought a lot of the nonverbal stuff worked well. Like, she, like, a lot comes through her face in some of the emotional scenes. I mean, obviously, the dialogue is pretty
0: shit, but... Yeah. I guess. I don't know, should we explain before we get into spoiler territory what's happening with the rooms because it is in the marketing, but it, Yeah, yeah. But it, it seems like a spoiler because this is
3: Oh, you mean like the actual like what's actually happening? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so basically some creepy guy is taking all these houses, taking all these rooms and he's building a house out of them. Like he's making a Frankenstein house,
3: like a slaughter House. Yes.
0: So he he <laughs> buys Slaughter, up houses. House. He buys up houses where crimes have happened, murders have occurred. He takes out the crime scene and he transplants it onto this like um you know Frankenstein house that's that consists entirely of Room. rooms where people have been killed.
2: And that like brings up I think the most confusing point of the movie because you know that going in like you
0: it's you, pretty you, it's damn pretty clear.
2: clear and yet. Honestly, that's like the big reveal. It takes a long, takes a long time to long get time there. To get to that, and you're like waiting and waiting, and then it, you see this slaughterhouse, whatever, and it's like that's like the climax of the movie. I mean, there's more that we'll get into, but it's kind of like, well, wait, we like that. That was clear from the beginning. And there's like yes. almost
1: zero character development leading up to it. Like I didn't care about either of these people,
0: the no. detective or Julia. I, I, yeah.
2: I, I actively I disliked
0: the detective.
2: Yeah, he was a yeah, dick. Was I
1: actively disliked and also could not understand a fucking word he said in this movie. Yeah. Because
0: he talked
2: yeah. so weird. Not
0: only do they talk weird, but I think there was just like a, the microphone situation. sound was, was bad because I listened to it on headphones after a while. I was like, is there something weird about this movie?
1: And like even then I had to crank the volume up all the way to even figure out what was going on.
2: But he would talking like this. Yeah, I don't He'd know if like, it's hey.
0: the I don't know if it's the production or if it's the uh what what Netflix had and you know the copy they got, but yeah, the voices are hard to hear throughout this movie. Yeah,
3: the structure and the pacing of this is so weird though. Like you guys were just talking about like so I mean the first act is basically uh dedicated to setting up the murder and then her figuring out that like something weird is happening with these rooms. And then there's this super long second act where she's in Louisiana. She meets this old woman played by the great Lynn Shea. Lynn Shay, um, and who's Lynn Shay? Lynn Shay has been in like everything. She's in the Insidious movies. She's the she's just like that old. I mean, you know the character I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I,
0: I thought I recognized her, but she's in a lot of horror movies. She yeah. was in Ouija. She was in was Nightmare on Elm Street back in the day. Yeah, right. Is what? she the grandma on The Visit? Uh, probably I haven't seen it but that sounds like a role she would take I forget she wasn't in List so too Steve long doesn't since care you, you know
1: I
3: can yeah. I kill <laughs> list
0: her dark song I don't give a fuck but, <laughs> but yeah there's this like super prolonged second act
3: where she's like kind of unraveling like the backstory behind this whole like room thing and then like the capper like the kickoff to the third act is her finally getting to this slaughterhouse that you know is going to happen in the first place right. and you're just like sitting around this mansion like talking to Lynn Shay who is delightfully weird in this movie I really enjoyed her but it's just it's like Boring.
2: Well, and too, like, there's so much... She goes to New English to kind of track down this, like, to figure out what's going on. And, like, it's a very unwelcoming town. A lot of people mm-hmm. are like, get out of here and go, or whatever. She's kind of just wandering around this weird town. And there's a lot of, like, pseudo-horror stuff that isn't actually scary, where people are like, you should get out. Like, you're not welcome here. And a lot of Spanish moss hanging from trees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a lot of fog. And it's kind of just—it's not building up. You haven't—the plot hasn't been established, so that you're waiting for something to happen. You know?
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Oh, I want to back up here for a minute. So she goes to New English, which I still hate the fucking name of that
3: town. Ridiculous.
1: There, there is no town called New English. Like whoever devised it. Well, clearly it
3: was. Uh, Again, that's that's
0: the least of this movie's problems.
3: I think it just refers to the language that they were writing this movie in.
0: New English, a a
1: new vernacular (laughs) horror. (laughs) Um, So there's a scene where she she first gets to New English, and she pulls into this like industrial wasteland scape thing. Yeah, I don't know what it's like. Where she's pulling, it's like
0: where they shot the end of RoboCop.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Um, yeah, it felt like just
3: she, a she, manufacturing she, plant, and then a minute later, it's like a, a municipal government. It's office. actually the town. Yeah. It's
1: everything. The whole town, well, it's a town where, like, I don't know, there's a line about how, like, this isn't, a, I don't know, like,
0: nobody lives here and nobody stays here or something. There's like no zoning in, in New English. You put your yeah. light industrial right next to your commercial, next to your residential. I'm sorry. She, I'm sorry for
3: interrupting you, but that
0: puzzled me it's so It's okay because I'm I still like, kind of figuring
1: fuck? this out. I watched this a couple hours ago, and I'm just like, what? I don't understand. Like, New English is summed up in two locations, and neither of them have anything to do with each other, yeah. and also don't make sense, like, in and of all. themselves. Um, as she pulls into this industrial complex thing, where there's, like, Coke advertisements and stuff, like, I don't know, it's like the, the center of the town, apparently, that also features the factory. A cop pulls up behind her, and pulls her over, she does something that only a white person could do. And I've never seen this in a movie. She gets out of the car and, and walks up, up to, to the, the cop door. and says, license and registration. And then he says, want to sit in the comfy suite in the back? And, like, she gets in the back of the cop car. It's, like, two things you should never do when you get pulled over that so only weird. someone with privilege could get away with. Also,
2: like, you, not in this day and age even, like, if you get out of the car and they will, like... I mean, white or not, they're that's not that's illegal.
0: I don't understand why they did it that way.
2: I think it's just trying to get her character like they are trying to establish her as like a smart oh, she's sassy, powerful yeah, yeah. like powerful woman who can take who's like quick and witty. Brass tacks, yeah. So. But it's like, well, that was just kinda dumb and also no one would do that.
3: And another weird example I mean the police car from what I remember is like a fifties, sixties cop car, yeah. right? And, and then not, th- these period details are so puzzling.
2: <laughs> she leaves her car in like the middle of the road, and like goes into this office building, and then come what, for five like, minutes. For five minutes, right? she
1: only you know, four minutes. It's very clear she has four minutes to look through the files.
2: Yeah, but then she comes back out, and her car is getting towed, which like of course is fucking getting towed. You left it in the middle of like literally the middle of the road. No one could get around it, and she's like, my car. Completely unnecessary scene, but also uh,
1: like really quickly to get your car towed. But that gives yeah. her the opportunity to open the phone book again. Period detail. Like obviously the payphone doesn't work, but she gets the address to. Well, I mean, I guess we can explain what at some point. Yeah, it's I didn't get. Wait, spoilery. what was she
2: looking for in the phone book?
0: I, I don't.
1: Um, know. I have no idea.
2: I,
0: she's actually looking for her mother because she's been adopted and.
2: Or moms from New England. Yeah, so
0: that's there's a subplot where she just got her certificates that from her adoption. Oh oh, right, and she knows that her mother is in New England, so she goes there for two reasons. I don't. Know if she thinks that she's connected to the crimes, but she goes there because a lot of the murders have been from, you know, connected to New English, and also she thinks her mom is in
2: New English, I guess. And she's looking up her mom's last name.
0: But yeah, it just leads into this dreadful second act where she and eventually Grady are just kind of moping around New English. Spanish moss. Talking to people, looking at the Spanish moss. Some really weird, like, pseudo-horror stuff that doesn't work. Some really weird jump scares that don't work.
2: I didn't jump.
0: Oh, I did not jump. Now, you know what? I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it i jump at a jump scare. Jump scares are great. Even in a bad movie, jump scares will work. But the jump scares in this movie are like she's in the factory and like they start like welding or something. (laughs) And there's like a shower of sparks in the background. (laughs) And it's like the music is like blood on the walls for no reason. And there's something else where like she's in the house and there's like just another thing that like just happens and it's played as a jump scare, but it just doesn't work. I mean I, I just don't understand how incompetent you have to be to mess up a jump scare. There's so many weird just like
3: kind of signifiers of horror in this you know like elizabeth mentioned the spanish moss and the fog before there's so many things that just feel like an alien like looked at some horror movies and like picked out a bunch of like the things that you see in a horror movie and then like kind of tried to throw them all together well, some
0: of that i actually enjoyed um and we can talk about that later but yeah i see what you're saying
2: well i so, feel like
0: we're getting fairly close to spoiler territory yeah maybe we way,
2: should
1: one thing i want to say if if we agree on that and that we should maybe take a break and, and get into the nitty-gritty of this movie is that the director as far as I can tell from interviews um, he really so he wrote this graphic novel series that apparently I don't know much about it but it seems to be sort of the origin story of the, the the villain that eventually appears in the last act of this movie he's been he feels he's been typecast as a horror director and he wanted but he loves noir movies classic Hollywood noir yeah so he what he was like nobody will give me money to make a horror movie or nobody will give me money to make a noir movie but they'll give me money to make a horror movie so he felt like he like subverted that trend and made a noir movie that had horror elements I
0: Mm. appreciate that I do it doesn't work but I think that's kind of cool it works a lot better looking at it that way though
2: yeah, it does. They should put that in the no- notes before they start. And that the movie. explains
0: why Grady, the detective cop, was wearing like the Max Payne outfit <laughs> the whole movie.
1: But and like I, drinking
0: whiskey the whole movie.
1: But I don't understand why, if you want to make a noir movie and you're given money to make a horror movie. Why not make it, like, period appropriate? Like, commit, like, set make it in the it
2: 50s. Yeah. Make mm-hmm.
1: like, Why are there cell phones? Why do her outfits constantly change throughout the movie? Like, it feels like she becomes, like, more and more modern in her appearance as the movie goes on. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I feel like there just wasn't really a clear vision behind
0: I, this. You know what? Uh, there may have been a thematic reason for that, but it escapes me. But it's possible. I didn't notice that, but if she was going, moving from old to new... There's a chance that was intentional. I don't think so. There, there was one moment where I realized, like, oh, she doesn't have like you know
1: the, the '40s hairstyle. That yeah, is all the yeah. Like I think because she was things.
2: like running and stressed and sweaty.
1: Like early on the movie, it looks like she has like five different hairstyles piled on top of each other in that <laughs> '40s way, where like you have to wear yeah. a hat to balance it. And then like later, she looks like kind of normal, like still overdressed for being on the Bayou and like looking the for bayou. ghouls. But um, what did we like about this movie? I like the score, actually. I don't know how you guys felt about this. It, it appears very briefly, but there's this kind of... It reminded me of yeah, Rosemary's I, Baby. Like I, the I thought that Like the kind was of good. women kind of chanting in this sort of occult way. Yeah. Um, kind of like a sickly, sweet sort of melody. I like that a lot. That kind of creeped me out.
3: I didn't even notice that. Score is always kind of a weird blind spot for me. Like I, For some reason, I'm not very well attuned to it unless it's super obvious. But yeah. that's interesting. I really like Jessica Lowndes, who played... Um, julia which i already mentioned and there's some stuff in the third act that i do like that we can touch on more when we get into spoilers yeah Um, and yeah not a lot else other than that
0: yeah um i'll just be very vague but yeah like the first two acts of this movie just did not move me at all the Last act of the movie, I thought, was very interesting and probably holds a lot of appeal for a horror fan. Lots of interesting stuff. All the good ideas in this movie came into the end. Everything that was fun. I totally agree. Everything that was fun was in the last 20 minutes. There's a couple great performances. Lynn Shay shows up and does her Lin Shay Oh, and Shea, yeah. She's fine. The villain is also very cool and very interesting, I thought. And other than that, I don't know. Yeah, Elizabeth, Lin did, she did, she What did you like about she. the movie? Anything?
2: Well, so full disclosure, I didn't see the last 12 minutes of this movie, so I have no idea what happened. <laughs> oh,
0: shit. What happened? Are you kidding
2: me? Yeah, I haven't seen it. But I liked her uh, outfits, even though they didn't fit. I thought they were nice, and I was personally inspired by them.
0: Yeah, I, I did like some of the art, the production design stuff when it was actually trying to be old timey. That was fun before it's revealed that it's
1: 2016, right? But yeah. I also no, her, like the oh, spanish It's fantastic. I love that like plaid jacket. Yeah, and, like, the lipstick, so the makeup, stylish. and the the weird hair thing. Like she looks her, like, like Catherine skirts. Hepburn in *His Girl Friday*. Like, yeah, it's a cool throwback.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, Patrick, would you cue it, view it, or screw it? <laughs> would it shock you
3: if I told you I would screw it? No, would it shock anyone no absolutely
1: not
0: do you have anything else to add or
3: no i think i I think i've pretty much covered most of it that's not in spoiler territory okay
2: uh i would say screw it i this movie honestly made no sense to me like i have i once we get into spoiler territory i'm gonna ask everybody some questions but i couldn't follow it it made no sense i wasn't scared (sighs) yeah it should have just been in a real slaughterhouse with carcasses. That
0: was disappointing. I would love to see what the direct Well, I guess there is a slaughterhouse in Saw Three. So if you're looking for a Darren Lynn Bowsman movie that actually takes place in a slaughterhouse. Or some
3: pigs get fucked up.
0: Yeah, Saw (laughs) Three. Steven. I mean what do you think? Screw it. It's
1: terrible. Like this felt like homework. I I had to restart this movie three fucking times just to like get through the first thirty minutes. Um, there's nothing really interesting going on here except in the last few minutes. Like I do think that like the final a reveal of the house with all the the torture or like murder rooms attached is like a pretty inspiring visual but it's on the poster like look at the poster
0: you've seen the movie yeah (laughs) you've seen it you know all right this this sucks i have to give it my most begrudging cue it (laughs)
2: Chris,
0: i i have to give it the lowest cue it possible just on the strength of the last 20 minutes Once you actually cut through the bullshit and you get to the slaughterhouse and you see all the rooms put together and they're all haunted and there's just some good old fashion. It's like riding through a, a haunted carnival ride and all kinds of stuff happens. The villain is pretty compelling at the end. I think that's a reason why if you're a horror fan and there's nothing else in your queue, go ahead, watch Abattoir. You'll find something to like in it. But you might fall asleep
2: first. I did.
0: <laughs> so, with that, we're going to go to our intermission. Uh, so, you know, watch the movie or not. When we come back, we're going to delve into some of the more uh, finer plot details. We're going to talk about what happens in that ending, and uh, we're going to explain to Elizabeth what happened while she was sleeping. <laughs> Welcome back to every horror movie on Netflix. We're back, and we're still talking about Abattoir. And we're going to get deep into some plot revelations right now, I guess. What I mean, because she goes... <laughs> as deep as we can. So she goes to New English. <laughs> and there's a mystery to be solved. Mysteries to be unpacked.
1: Right, so I, I think I'm still confused as to who... Julia was actually looking for yeah, when she went it. there, um, and I don't even know how she knew that New English was the center of what happened, the the mystery behind her her dead sister.
0: Well, she's one hundred percent looking for a, um, her adopt her birth mother because she's been adopted, oh, right. and her birth mother was someone in New English. Now, I think there's also a connection to the crimes.
2: Yes, yeah, she traced them back to she traced them that. Back to the buyer who buys all these houses yeah. is from new english
3: jeremiah crone
2: jeremiah crone yes. jeremiah i crone, do recall that which
3: is kind of a cool name
2: so i guess she yeah. goes there looking for both jeremiah crone the buyer of the murder houses and her mother are they the same person who knows
0: she's multitasking mm-hmm.
2: right so she's there with lynn shell shay
1: In a beautiful house um, Like we are very So like most of this movie was shot in New Orleans And like this is very New Orleans Like we're in the bayou It's like this great sort of gothic mansion Which Elizabeth as you mentioned the Spanish moss And this very charming old woman Who's also a little bit creepy Charming? Charming? I found her charming Like I mean she's kind of inviting I mean she does actually invite Julia into her home.
0: Maybe. I mean, she's actually kind of creepy as hell, but we've been like everyone else that Julia has met in New English has been just a straight up asshole. Yeah. So we're glad that there's someone who just seems like weird in a benign, grandmotherly, here, share the whiskey sort of way. Oh, definitely share the whiskey. How here. do you like your whiskey? In a glass. In a glass. <laughs> in a glass, because she's a. She's inviting woman. in a way that, like,
1: yeah, like you said, like compared to who she's talked to. throughout this entire movie like oh this woman like actually seems like she has like secrets to share and like is willing to share them
3: she seemed creepy and crazy to me and I would not have gone in the house with her
1: I would have gone into a beautiful house I would at least want to see it one thing I love is when Julia goes into the house she says oh so many vintage things it's like the inside of my mind
0: I played uh, I played that, I rewound and played that again because I was like, I'm sure she's not saying that. And then I still was like, I'm sure she didn't say that.
1: No, she is Pinterest personified, this I character. Like, <laughs> so,
3: but- also maybe it is a conscious choice. She's like that person who just like wears retro shit all the time, like to, as a statement.
1: Yeah. That'd be great if the movie made that clear in any yeah. way whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah. It doesn't.
3: Right. Because then there's the cars and everybody else who's dressed that way. And yeah.
2: But I guess, like I don't. I just apologize, but I just can't. Like, how does she get from being in the creepy house with Lynn Shay, and to seeing the slaughterhouse? Like, she goes up. Like, I well, just, the mob, Lynn, the lynch
0: mob, basically comes for him. Jebediah Crone finds her. Oh, but because he
2: knows that she's looking for before him. Before
0: that, though, I mean, she sees. So Lynn Shay's
1: character has. Um, you know, she says, like, this town is full of secrets, and she has this, um, and she also says, like, there are things that should have been buried that the rest of the town would like to have, you know, burned and destroyed. And she has, like, film footage from Jebediah Crone in his sort of, like, tent revival ceremonies mm-hmm. where he's bewitched the entire town oh. in his way of thinking and it, i don't know if anybody can describe what what he was up to like no.
3: oh hell no i was hoping y'all would be able to sort that out for I me i mean essentially
1: it seems like he believes um i don't know well, like what the religious angle is but like it seems like he believes that he doesn't believe in heaven but he does believe in hell and he believes that like we can get closer to the other side if we bring hell to earth and but i don't know what his motivation for doing that is well when he I convinces
2: the town to give up their children and the, right that's right like they a big pledge part. them they pledge their children yeah. to him
0: yeah but the motivations for all this shit are never explained i think this may be a case because steve you brought up that darren lynn bousman created the comic which i did not know yeah but I think he may have just been too close to the source material to make this movie because I think if the source material were passed off to someone looking at it with fresh eyes, they might be like, "Hey, I don't know who Jebediah Crone is or what his motivations are. Let's spend yeah. some more time on that."
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Well, his so from this like article in Salon that I that I read, he it seemed like he he wanted to create like a multimedia horror story. So the graphic novel was the beginning, and he mentions in the the interview that there was also a TV element. Hmm. And that, as, as far as I know, never came to fruition, but he speaks about it as if it had, as if that was like maybe there was a project he pitched that didn't get picked up or he did a pilot or something. But it seems like there's a lot of information that like this movie just is not equipped to deliver to us. This it, it, We end up with a stock villain whose motivations don't make any sense.
3: Well, and we should also know, I mean, at this point, it's been revealed that Lynn Shay is actually... Julia's mom.
0: At one yes. point, that comes out. Yeah,
2: How, who reveals that? She.
3: She. Yeah, I think Lin Shay reveals it. And it comes pretty quickly too, like pretty soon after Julia.
0: Uh, oh,
1: ah,
3: yeah, right? she finds a picture.
1: Who cares?
2: Oh yeah, she finds a picture of herself as a child. Right. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, and that's and that's very close to when she finds out that all the town children were like burned alive in their elementary in their school elementary school as part of the pact that they made with Jebediah Crone. Right. Now, Lin Shay explains that like. She makes some vague reference to, like, the Dust Bowl, and, like, you get the sense that there was, like, a depression in New English of some sort, and that this guy came to town, and he sold them on the idea that the cure to their afflictions was to, like, renounce God. Yeah. And But then there's a line from Grady later on when he meets Jebediah Crown, or he's talking to the sheriff, I think, and he's like, so you made this deal for the devil, and what did you get for it? And I was like, yes, that's the question I have because the town looks like shit. Yeah. Every, everyone's <laughs> depressed as hell. It's not like they got anything out of this right. agreement. Like they're all miserable. So what did they gain from giving up their kids? Not yeah. explained at yeah. all.
3: Yeah.
1: No. Good point. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, the this whole like the last half of the movie, I was so confused by so much and if I'm sitting back, it's just because I hope you all understood it and can explain it better than I did, but I was just so confused by so many things.
2: Well, because even when she is... like, I guess you said there's some sort of mob that comes for her?
1: Right, it's very like like... Frankenstein or Bride of Frankenstein, but then like she the doesn't get chased because
2: she's like walking slowly into the woods, trying to find the slaughterhouse, like through the fog and the moss. And well, they uh, the mean- cop
1: the cop shows up, the town police officer, the who we have not really mentioned aside from the the weird, you know, this could only happen if you're white scenario where she she right. goes into the cop car, he shows up and kind of break th- breaks things up, and then. Afterward, we just like inexplicably get back into the mystery. Yeah. And
0: Julia and the detective Grady. Uh, go in search of the house. Well, I think from Lynn Shay's house, oh, yeah. they can hear the construction or something. That's
2: right. And oh yeah, because he keeps yeah.
0: saying
1: like, "What the fuck is that noise?" While well, he's trying to like make his argument that she's crazy. And right,
2: leave. yeah, and- there's yeah, and then they go and they find it. So and-
0: again, yeah, it's it's not magic that's assembling this house or stripping the rooms. It's like they got some really skilled general contractors who <laughs> <laughs> like don't care about the building code. But there is a
3: lot of magical element though once you actually get to the slaughterhouse. Oh, for sure. Like there's tons of supernatural
1: shit going on. Well, it's basically a haunted house. Well, yeah, well, yeah. once you get the inside. ultimate haunted house, because it is literally built up of rooms in which people had died and the ghosts just repeat their deaths over and over
0: again. It's so much it's a fun. Great it's like, concept. Yeah. It's, it's like, so much fun.
3: Yeah, that was one of the things I actually liked, especially and it was creative. <laughs> I I enjoyed the way that they choose that they chose to represent that. Like the, the ghosts are all like I mean, I, I guess it's not unusual to represent a ghost, a ghost as like a wraith of some sort, but they are very like ethereal and you can almost barely even make out the figures of humans, but you can see these deaths that you've heard about, which was also cool because you've like heard the stories of a lot of these deaths at this point sure. through uh, Julia's research. And so it's kind of cool and definitely creepy to see them actually being reenacted and then they run backwards in reverse like you're backing up a tape and then they run again. And it's, it's a cool effect.
0: One of my favorite moments... Uh, before they even got into all that Was when she's just coming into the foyer of the house And the piano just goes like dung. And it's just like a It's just your stock like haunted house spooky moment Like oh the piano just went off by itself But then a few minutes later after she talked to Jebediah some more You see the whole like death scene playing out And like someone had been shot at the piano And fell onto the piano And it made the dung sound oh, right. yeah, That was kind of fun mm-hmm. I mean
1: the problem is once we see the house Which I love the shot of the house with these rooms like stacked up on top of each other—it mm-hmm. actually reminded me of, well, Patrick, you've read *Little Big*, and mm-hmm. uh, the 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 central house in that book where where the drama is uh, focused over hundreds of years is. It's built of many fronts, as it says. Like, mm-hmm. it's like this occult architect had built this house that like doesn't have one single front to it. And I always had trouble imagining it. Honestly, this house, even though it's a horror movie, is like what I would imagine that house looking like. Mm-hmm. It's like just these sort of like facades stacked on top of each other into infinity, and it's really beautiful. I think mm-hmm. the CG works pretty well for for what kind of movie this is as well. And then once we get in there, who cares? Like, I don't care about Julia. I don't care about Grady. Um, and what happens to them? And uh, I don't care about the,
3: fucking Jebediah Crone, whose plot doesn't make any fucking sense. No, and we really
1: only spend ten minutes in there, and then we're done. Like oh. Elizabeth, you missed nothing.
2: Yeah, I mean it's a short act, that's for sure. Like the climax is very quick.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I want to back up because I I did not like the CGI house. Agree to disagree. I thought it was just. I would have been more interested if, like, I don't know, just been, like, a stairway into the ground. And it was, like, underground, or you didn't see much of it. I thought it ah. comical. I thought it looked like something from, like, a cartoon or Tim Burton or something, but it was just, like, eh. It's
3: the- not quality CGI, but I, I guess I just enjoyed the uniqueness of the visual still, especially because it kind of stood out after, like, a lot of generic and sort of confusing shit. I was I like, guess. oh, this is what I Yeah, the bar say. was
1: set pretty low at that
0: point. Like, for something to yeah. surprise me, it wouldn't have to do much. But yeah. I did really like the interior of the house, where you see... Yeah, it's just a bunch of rooms from different houses, Frankenstein together. So there's, like, tile, and then there's wood, and then there's carpet, and it's, like, just kind of all over the place. Um, That was fun. And I did, like, outside, you have, like, kind of these stray rooms that are scattered out on, like, the lawn that they're walking through, and that was fun, too.
2: So does she see her family die again?
0: Yes. And that's why she goes in there. She's trying to get some sort of closure, which I don't... Why?
2: Yeah. I mean Why, why not? <laughs> but also, like, once you've seen... She,
0: she wants to know what happened, though,
3: right? Isn't there still kind of some doubt about what actually happened? I don't know,
2: because they have the guy captured. She yeah. wants
0: to know...
1: She knows what oh. happened. She doesn't know why it happened. Like, she yes. wants to understand the, like, the greater scheme of things. Like, she confronts the guy who actually killed her family, which, also, that's never clear. The guy in Michigan Central Station with no <laughs> windows in it. Like, she gets sent a videotape of, like, the house, and it's never oh, yeah. clear... How he's connected to Jebediah Crone, yeah, yeah,
2: it's not made clear ever. And
1: I think she's just kind of driven mad by the fact, uh, that, like, okay, this happened, I've met the killer, I'm a reporter, this all seems logical, but there's like a deeper scheme going on, and I need to know the answer. I think
0: to he that. denies sending the tape, the tape came from Jebediah Crone, and yeah, and she's like, and he's, he's like, I didn't send you a tape. Well, she's he's like, in- Well, it's of you killing the family, he's like, It wasn't me. Well, he's in prison. He couldn't send the tape, right. and he basically said well, that it's Jebediah Crone and- because he took it in the room where you see the ghosts being murdered over and over and over again. But how yeah. did her how did her family get pledged to
3: Crone though? Is that explained? Am I am I blanking on something? Well, here? she was
0: yeah. the being the daughter of Lynn Shay, and her sister was also the oh, daughter right, of Lynn Shay. Right, and Lynn, Lynn Shay pledged, pledged her kids. Th- yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, right. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So.
0: But it doesn't... None of that really makes sense.
2: But I mean, it's so hard to extrapolate. Like, I, that does finally make sense now. But, like, that's not made clear.
0: Yeah. And how long has this been going on? Because it can't have been going on for too long. It, it seems like it's been going on for decades when you talk about how many cases there are and stuff like that. It seems to me that it began in the mid
1: early to mid 80s there's this scene where like she's uh, uh julie is reading through newspapers and she says what kind of newspaper stops printing in 1981 and reprints again in 1987 so like i think one thing that he's kind of confused here is because of like the weird sort of like uh tonal elements and costumes that like it's difficult to tell what time period it's set in but it seems like this all began early on enough so that it was videotaped and also filmed on super 8 so, like, it had to have been, like, in the 70s or 80s that this all began. Well,
0: I'm curious because the sheriff talks about how all the houses in the town are passed down, but then there's no one to pass them down to because they killed all their kids. I missed that. Oh. Because she's trying to find, like, real estate records. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's the real estate Oh, reporter. right. Yeah. And he's like, well, you won't find that. anything here. There's no transactions here.
3: This is another case of one of those movies where it's like the blind man touching the elephant. I feel like we each all kind of got like different parcels of information. And I think it's because this movie is so confusing and and also feeds you all this different stuff at kind of a fast pace sometimes that it's like difficult to, catch all the confusing shit it's throwing at you so we all like kind of caught different snippets of different things you know or like piecing it together well i think think
1: that's why we're doing this podcast some of these movies require like four brains
0: to puzzle them out to make sense of
1: them for you our listener
0: this is something different than we've done on the podcast usually we're just kind of talking about what happened and how we felt about it and recommendations and here we're just trying to much like julia and (laughs) grady we're trying to piece together the mystery of what the hell happened in this movie Yes, yeah, so but she
3: finally does actually get to the room and and see the like ghosts reenact the deaths of her family and this is also a moment where i thought jessica lowndes did a really good job because they don't actually really show the murders it's all on on her and the murder is mostly happening off screen as she's watching it get reenacted and i thought she really did that very nicely but then the final like the climactic scene that occurs after that is so weird um and help me piece this back together, y'all. So, Grady shows up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And.
1: And, she, like, he cannot handle ghosts. Oh, he just she's got shooting the fucking everything. Yeah.
3: And she's got the Chekhov's knife that she's been holding. She's been just hanging onto this knife the whole time she's been walking through the fucking house. And, and you know, know what's, what's going to happen. Yeah, you know something's going to happen but, with that shit. And why does so, not
2: she kill Jebediah?
3: Grady. Um,
0: she has no reason to. He seems innocent enough. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> what? What? No. Jebediah, he's just chilling. Why would she stab Jebediah?
2: He collects plus, the murder rooms.
3: Plus, Jebediah is like powerful as fuck. I mean, he's like pounding his like four oh, staff yeah. into the ground, creating like flashes of lightning that like affect the way the house. Or I mean, he's basically like a magician. Oh, okay.
0: Well, and he pulls this like you know jigsaw esque thing at the beginning when she comes up, and he's like, "You can walk away with everything you've learned, or you can come into my house and be part of this forever." And so of course she's like hey sounds good I'll just go in the house. And then he gives the same choice to Grady. And Grady's like I'm gonna go in the house. Because he loves Julia apparently.
3: And then he finally catches up to her and like taps her on the shoulder and she flips out and turns around and just slashes him. The most accurate blind
0: knife slice (laughs) of all time. Does she
2: feel bad? Well yeah. yeah.
0: She's like oh no 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 she tries to stop the bleeding. He bleeds out and then Lynn Shay murks her with a handgun. Yeah, Lynn Shay shows yeah, up and you think she's,
3: you think she's going to defend Why Julia for a her? minute cuz she pledged her kids
0: for this benefit that is never tangible in the whole movie.
3: Yeah. And then it literally ends.
0: It literally ends. And there's, is there a monologue so, at all, even? Yeah, I
3: think they repeat the quote from the beginning. Yeah, it's they? like, oh, Which, oh Steve, house. can you... It's the, Thoreau. There's a Thoreau quote. Oh, it's... Um, this is a very important movie because it opens I with a Henry David Thoreau quote. Very, quote. I
1: learned okay. from NPR recently that it's actually pronounced Thoreau. Oh. Henry oh. David Thoreau. Well, it's a
0: very out-of-context quote from Thoreau. Well, thank you for that It is, Thoreau and also, it, it
1: appeared on screen, like, normally I'm like, okay, like, you do realize I can read, right? Like, when quotes appear on screen, I think, like, like they linger for too long. This one, like, happened so quickly that I couldn't write it down. I had to, like, go back, like, three times.
3: I just... I wish I had written down the quote, but all I wrote down was just, like... I just... My note was, it starts with a fucking Thoreau quote. That's what I started <laughs> with,
1: and I was like, boy, let's back up a bit. Yeah. Um, so our houses are such unwieldy property that we are often imprisoned rather than housed by them. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. But that doesn't
0: really yeah. support the, I don't know, maybe there's some metaphor buried deep down doesn't support Dude, what the movie was Dude, you know they presenting. were
2: just Googling like, quotes about houses. Famous yeah, quotes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So,
1: it's maybe worth noting that um one thing I I don't know, if I can find anything to enjoy about the the final act of this movie, which I can think of a few movies where the final act is literally like 10 minutes. Um that so this uh, Jebediah Crone collects tragedies and now he has a real live tragedy in his house. Yeah. That is compiled of tragedies. Like that was kind of a fun idea. I feel like this was like I feel like the filmmaker was like hoping for a franchise here. That like there's a lot of build up and then like a pretty short payoff that was meant to lead into something else. I mean, yeah,
3: clearly he had this like TV component planned.
1: Yeah, and I I honestly hope it doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> like I wish failure upon him. There's enough <laughs> interesting ideas that I would be interested in seeing. Oh, I don't wish
3: failure upon him. Like hopefully he comes back to it and does something better. Hopefully with it. he does jigsaw Look, he 2 and 3 four and four shitty
0: fucking saw movies oh, in this. Oh, those are fighting words.
1: <laughs> Those are fighting words. I love you, Chris, but like I don't feel like he's. Um, I I feel like he's trying to be seen as an auteur, and I don't see it. Like I actually saw no comparison between like the level of filmmaking going in this film and the Saw film that we watched. The other actually, night.
0: that's funny because we Patrick and I actually just today watched Saw Five. Yeah, I heard that. And I watched Avatar last night, and the difference in like the ambition of the production design on Saw Five you know saw movies have great production design right whether you love it or you hate it it's deliberate everything looks grimy everything has a saw look this movie like failed at creating a look even though they were trying a little bit with the typewriters and the old cars and the weird house
1: i i would say it failed but it also tried harder than at least saw 4 like if this felt like a more cohesive film visually like i understood what he was trying to do it just was too much to compress into an hour and a half. Like, he wanted yeah. to make a noir movie.
3: Wait, he Abattoir nodded. felt more cohesive than yeah. Saw 4 visually?
1: Uh, In every way, actually. Like, honestly, I feel like I understood Abattoir better than I did Saw 4. Like, I felt like every- he f- had more control, but he was trying to cram too much into this movie. Like, he wanted to make a noir movie... But he was hired to make a horror movie. So, like, I kind of appreciate what he's going for, like, visually and aesthetically and on a narrative level. He's trying to do something new while still being restrained by horror. And I feel like this movie is, it's cohesive. It makes sense. It doesn't work. But I think I enjoyed it more than Saw 4. And I think I had, like, understood what he was going for more than with that movie. Like, in Saw 4, like, even the traps, which, like, the Saw movies are built around, don't even work. Like, the way that they're edited, like, yeah. I yeah. didn't understand, like, what was at stake Well, mean, we're we're just spent,
3: We just spent, like, an hour talking about how this movie doesn't make sense. How can we say the movie makes sense?
1: Oh, I'm saying it makes more sense than Saw 4. I'm not saying it makes sense. I mean, enough.
0: Saw 4 isn't the the pinnacle of Darren Lynn Bowsman's work on Saw, but, I, you know, I think the things that we don't like are just another extension of him being too close, you know, being too close to the comic and... And not being willing to kill his darlings like there's a lot of time wasted on this like oh the people in the town have this kind of attitude and it's like just I want to spend more time in the house like there's enough if you can get past the just blatantly ridiculous concept that stripping houses of their crime scenes like overnight and transporting them and like building them onto some crazy ass house if you can get over that it's interesting, and I would have loved to see something that played out more inside the house or just in the parts of the in, of the town that were more interesting. Mm-hmm. That is such a
1: bonkers premise, though, that I can understand why he kind of, like, wrote himself into a corner and had trouble getting to the conclusion. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it it confused me from the beginning. I mean, when Patrick and I were reading, I think, last weekend, the, the IMDB synopsis, I was like, well, it seemed like there was a grammatical error in it about how, like, it's a something about the killer who, like, a, I don't how, know,
3: a like, house made of rooms. A house made of
1: rooms. I was like, yeah. that it can't be about that. And it turns out it is. And it just, like, I, I can't think of a better way to write this movie. And if anyone can, I'd love to hear it. Elizabeth, do you have ideas? Anything you would change?
2: Yes. I would set this movie in the 1940s. I would fully commit. And I would set it in a real slaughterhouse in the s- suburbs of Chicago. Out of the jungle.
1: Upton Sinclair
2: I style. Would it, I would set it. <laughs> Upton Sinclair style.
3: So you, yeah. would, so you would make literally a different movie.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, if I had to keep this movie, how would I change it? I would honestly, like, I, I feel like this movie could be good. Like, I agree with everything that you're saying. It could be good with a few pretty small changes. Just make the plot points clearer. Mm-hmm. Like, make the segues make more sense to the audience. Shorten act two and just give us more time interacting with the crazy fun house. That's... Oh. Yeah. And don't make weird cost. Don't make. I'm sorry that he loves noir, but like, dude, you can't always use all of your hobbies. You know, exactly I, l- I like love that. running, and you don't see me like on a treadmill right now while we're doing this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> like, you can't do it all. So I would say, like, the changes are actually pretty minor to transform this into a good movie.
1: I can't believe that this was... I mean, one assumes that when a movie gets made, it goes through many, many, many rewrites. This seems like a first draft mm-hmm. script that somehow got fully produced as like a fairly mm-hmm. like, decently budgeted film. Like, yeah. You have this amazing set
0: piece. Why do you save it for
1: the last 12 minutes? Right.
0: It's a good example of a movie that doesn't stick to its premise, to its you know, own failure. Like, your premise is there's a creepy guy who's trying to like do some occult something by stitching together a bunch of haunted rooms. That's fine. Use that as your premise. Don't spend so much time trying to figure out, out the, the adoption c- crisis. Agree. And, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think you need to go into something a little more emotional, like almost a Guillermo del Toro sort of thing, where like you end up building some relationships with the ghosts in the house or something, and trying to get them to break their cycle and, and do something new to end, end this End of the cycle. I don't know. Yeah. Something along those Maybe
1: lines. Maybe this is a prequel to a TV series that delves into that.
0: Yeah. I, I hear that they're actually making four sequels simultaneously for this. So that's gonna- Saw. Oh, wait. That's Avatar again. Oh, <laughs> damn it.
2: <laughs> I've been trying to work in a Slaughterhouse 5 joke, but I have not been able to. Oh, gosh.
0: <laughs> I wish you could. <laughs> that was your opening. Yeah, they're going to make four sequels. I was
2: waiting, but I couldn't. The only thing I could think of to say was, then there will be Slaughterhouse-Five. <laughs> 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 I didn't really think that, that would be funny. <laughs>
0: yeah, great. Well. <laughs> yeah, I think that's <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. That's it. We're done. Fuck this movie. <laughs> that's it. So, yeah. And but, you know, hey,
3: Darren, if you're looking for any writers for that TV show, we've got some ideas for you.
0: Yeah. Well, let me, uh, let me edit my review a little bit. I still say cue it, but Steve had a good point over the break. Cue the last 10 minutes. Just fast forward... (laughs) Watch the last 15, 20 minutes. You'll see the fun visuals. You'll see the kooky ghosts. You'll see the, like, lots of fun ghosts in this movie. The ghosts look really... I actually really like the ghost effects. Yeah, because I think yeah. they work really she's well. She's on the elevator, yeah. and there's a ghost, like, dying on top of the elevator while she's just riding. Oh, that was weird, though. That
3: puzzled me, because everything is, like, such... It's All the ghosts are spirit form, but then there's, like, actual, blood. literal, physi- physical blood that, that drips on her that head. That was
0: fun. It was fine. There's a ghost who's, like, just on fire in a chair.
2: It was great stuff, <laughs> you know? Dude, amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's all you need to see about this movie. So, you know, if you check it out, uh you can uh let us know how you feel. Maybe we got it all backwards or maybe you can explain some of these plot twists. Check us out every horror movie on netflix.com. Tweet us, facebook us, leave a comment on our Instagram. There's plenty of ways to get in contact with us. Chris, if I wanted to troll us, would that be welcome? Absolutely not. Okay. Of course it would be welcome. You can troll us anytime and we just might troll you back. Uh, but until then, uh, we'll see you next time when we review. Wait, hold hold on a minute. If we're
1: pretty committed to going through the alphabet, but maybe there's a movie that, you know, is in your queue that you're on the fence about and you want us to review, just let us know and we'll consider it. We'll, we'll take you
0: suggestions. You know, if it's worth breaking the order, maybe we'll do it. Um, but until then, we'll see you next week when we review. ABCs of Death 2 which is next on our list <laughs> some anthology horror whoop, whoop. See you next time For every horror movie on Netflix I'm Chris. I'm Patrick. I'm Elizabeth I am Stephen. Goodbye.